Hey, welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast, a podcast hosted by Wallhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to live as a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's talk about New Year's resolutions and exercise and what that looks like. Let's do it. So we're going to go for the next, like, including this one for about five or six weeks, um, looking at the most common new year's resolution categories, right? Topics. I don't, yeah, probably categories, the better way to do it. Categories. And of course, everybody gotta know, we, we talked about it last week. Number Number one category is exercise or depending on, what poll or research you looked yeah. at, it fell under a different category of which we're going to talk about next week in conjunction of get in shape, right? Which also could include dieting, mm. which we'll cover that one next week. Okay. So, this is a big like category for people. Like, yeah. um, I, I guarantee. So, okay, I have known lots of gyms. To offer specials around the new year because they know they're going to make money off of it. Oh, yeah. It's a con. Like, it's a a marketing scheme. And it works. Yeah. Because so many people, the first week of January, want to be there Monday through Friday. (laughs) Correct. Correct. um, And, And they will sign up because most of the time what happens is... They run these specials and it's like, hey, our normal gym memberships like half off $39.99 or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, but for you today mm, mm. at the new year, for all of for all of January, we're gonna give it to you for $29.99 a month, yep. but you gotta sign up for the whole year. And you're like spunky and ready to go. Yep. And so you're like, oh yeah, whatever, you know. I'll do that. I'll you, you know don't. what? Heck, I'll even go ahead and pay in advance because I know I'm gonna do it this year. No, <laughs> and then you go through and it's like, it doesn't happen. I, yeah. And then they've made so much money off you because you thought you were getting a deal. Yeah. When actually, if you would have skipped their deal yep. and went with the full price that you get monthly mm-hmm. with the, with like cancel any time kind of policy, mm-hmm. you're gold. Yeah. You would have saved money. Yeah. So I, I think that this is a good, um, like we were talking about last week, New Year's resolutions as a a step in growth. Correct. Right. That is how we are defining what a New Year's resolution is for this series. So exercise as a step in growth, I think, is a fantastic thing. Now, as we talked about last week, lots of people think that they're going to be a little bit more active in this thing than is actually realistic. Correct. Um, which ends up being way more harmful than in the beginning. Correct. Um, because, like you said, you end up spending a bunch of money on things that you're going to use for maybe a month. Yeah, that you don't end up using long-term. That you don't end up using long-term. And when you don't end up using these things, you feel like a piece of crap. Yep. Um, so it becomes a larger problem than you started with, right? So it can, it can, 
Right. Yes, it can. Because I know people that started the first week of January and then kept it up and like fantastic, good for you. Yep. That is not the majority of people. No. Um, especially in exercise. Um, and I think that setting measurable goals for yourself in exercise is a good thing. Um, and I think it looks different for everyone. Um, so like, um, I know people that are like, yo, if, if I do Pilates three times a week, you know, or if I, if I go for a run, you know, two or three times a week or whatever it is, um, for me, it's taking a walk every day is what it has been recently. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's an achievable goal. (laughs) Yeah. So on on this kind of topic, less than 10% of people actually complete their new year's resolutions. Yeah, that sounds about right. That statistic has been true for so long that in 2020 or sorry, in 2021, 55% of Americans did not even make one. Yeah. Because it's like, it's stupid. Like, well, and also it was 2021. <laughs> well, actually, that's the year you would think everybody would do it because it's like, I'm ready to put 2020 behind me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think everybody was still so depressed that they're like, Yo, screw it, man. Like, like, Life is not getting better no matter what I do. No, because in 2019, it was 57%. So, like, it's a pretty consistent number that just, like, in the mid-50s, people just are not doing it as Americans. Um, But even still, like, they're just not helpful because I think the way we've done it is wrong. Yeah. I will say, if you are a person that has made... Any New Year's resolution, we talked about it last week, that mm-hmm. one of the problems is that it's an overcorrection. Yes. Right? And we also talked about that if this is about growth, then it should be about pursuing divine likeness. Largely, it's an overcorrection. Yes. And so, if it's about pursuing divine likeness, you don't want to swing the pendulum so far the other way that you create new problems. Right. So, yeah. for instance, in exercise, one could be, one problem that could be created is, hey, I don't like whatever current weight I'm at, and so I'm going to set a goal. I want to lose a bunch of weight. I'm going to do that through the gym. I'm going to go and exercise. I'm going to do all of this, and then it becomes an obsession. Mm, you obsess yeah. over it. Um, Exercise addictions are a process addiction. We've talked about that before on this podcast. Very much so. And the way they can affect other parts of your body. It's like, oh, hey, I'm seeing this growth. So now I'm going to put myself on a diet. Mm -hmm. I'm going to restrict myself further. And then, oh, on my cheat day, I'm going to eat whatever. And then I'm going to feel so bad that I'm going to go force myself to throw it all up. Like, or I'm going to force myself to go work out more. So to burn it all off, like these things can can compound to create further problems. It's not to say they always will, but they can. And, and also another thing they can come up with exercise is pushing yourself too quickly. Um, and you end up hurting your physical body. Um, I know a lot of, a lot of people that like will get in the, get into the gym 
and just overexert themselves in the first few weeks and end up hurting themselves. Yep. Um, and which is another thing that keeps them out of the gym because they hurt themselves. Yeah. Right. Um, slow and steady wins the race. Yep. Right. Like, yep. Um, and I, th- I think that's true in a lot of things, but especially in exercise. Yeah. Take it slowly. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so kind of along those same lines, um, I recently met some new friends and they happen to be this kind of cluster, let's say cluster of friends in my friend group and connected to my friend group that are anti-diet eating disorder dietitians and clinicians and mm-hmm. therapists. Um, and all the things that you would expect that surround that and that conversation. Um, and they've actually like convinced me to change most of my thinking about dieting and exercising. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kudos to them and in kind of honor of that and the way that it's impacted me and my own spirituality, we're going to have one of them come on when we finish this series. Um, we're going to have one of them come on and do a series on the body and spirituality. Um, and so be looking forward to that. But with that, one of the things that I would want every person to ask that has set the new year's resolution of like, I'm going to exercise more. And like whatever variation of that is, is why, why is that something you want to do? Mm. Um, because I think there can be some really unhealthy motivators for the why. I think that that is very fair. Um, like an unhealthy body image type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that is very fair now. There are healthy ways to be thinking about why you want to, quote, get in shape or 1, whatever that means. 1,000%. Um, because it does make you feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is science that proves that exercise increases endorphins and release yep. serotonin um, yep. and, and dopamine. And, like, these are good things that you need to have. Um, and and so like yeah it does make you feel better about and if that's the goal if it's to improve your mental health by all means yeah do it yeah along those same lines if if you're thinking about having this conversation or you're thinking about these as part of your new year's resolutions and the way you do them i would also challenge you because i was challenged maybe change your language around this Mm. away from exercise and into movement. Um, Because when you say exercise, I think most people make up go for a run or go to the gym. Mm. I don't think those are the only ways to exercise, nor do I think those are the only ways to have movement in your life that is edifying to your person and your mental health. Right. Um, for instance, I've said it on several of our podcasts. One of my most like rewarding times of every day is when I do my nightly routine of meditation and stretching. Mm. 
That's yeah. movement. That's movement, yeah. And that would fall under, the, I mean, it's yoga, right? Basically is what it is. I'm not doing the yoga poses, but that's what the kind of, if you were going to put it categorically in something, you'd put it in the category of yoga. Meditation like the, and stretching. I don't yeah, know what else you'd put it in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like that's movement and exercise, right. but I don't think most people have that as an option in their head right. when we talk about it as exercise. The same would be like going for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, recently that's what mine has been. Yeah. You mentioned uh, that earlier. Talk, talk about that. So like it started, it started a long time ago, but I, I was really inconsistent with it. Mm-hmm. Um, about like either right before I eat lunch at work or right after, um, I'm getting to that point in the day where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. I'm I'm done. Yeah. Um, especially because like I'm administrative support. I do lots of um, tedious kind of tasks that like moving numbers from one column to the next. Yeah. And it it's it sucks. Yeah. And so I would find that for my mental health, I would need to just stand up and go for a walk. Yeah. Um, and then I got really inconsistent with it. Um, I started doing it every day mm-hmm. and it was, it was really beneficial. And then I got really inconsistent with it. And then over the summer, I started getting really consistent with it. Yeah. And while I'm at work, so, um, three days a week, three to five days a week, depending on how everything works out. Yeah. Um, I would take a walk around campus, maybe two or three times a day. One to clear my head and it's movement, right? Like it, if I had an Apple watch, it would alert me a lot. Hey, maybe it's time for you to stand up because I sit a lot at my desk Yeah, and I know that that's not good for my back. It's not good for my organs. It's not good for really anything. Right. So stand up and walk around, um, especially getting out of a fluorescent lit office, looking at a computer screen, getting into the sun, getting some vitamin D. Yeah. Um, the, these things are, are things that your body needs. Um, and so I have even carried that. I got lucky um, that this is how it worked out. But like I've been dog sitting for some friends that live out in Waco that went separate directions for the holidays. Um, and so I've been forced to go on walks every day yeah. to take him for a walk. Right. Um, and I'll take him on three or four walks a day. Yeah. Um, and so I, or we'll go to the dog park or something, but like I get movement even now through walking with him. Yeah. And it's very healing, right? Oh yeah. Uh, you, you get this this time to reflect on things, even if they're not like important things. Yeah. Right. Just, just time to think about whatever comes to mind, which is releasing to your brain, but it's also good for your body yeah. in lots of ways. And I, I could, I could talk about this forever. So I'm going to yeah. stop. Well, and, and I think you've hit on two really important things about one of the reasons that I think changing to this category of movement over exercise is so good yeah. because Number one, in that category of exercise, most people default to the gym. Right. Those that don't take up running, mm-hmm. which if you don't know, most people don't know how to run properly. And you end up hurting yourself further. And you hurt your... It, running is actually quite hard on your body. 
Yeah. Um, if you don't do it properly and if you don't do it on the right type of surface, mm. most people go for runs on the sidewalk or yeah. on the street, which running on concrete is like the worst type of running you can do for your body. Yeah. That's the worst material you can run on. Well, so, so think about the science behind this though. Let's, let's talk about this cause I'm sure a lot of people are confused. Your foot, depending on your running pattern, if you're not running properly from heel to toe, mm-hmm. um, your foot is hitting straight down on the concrete. And think about what that does to all of your joints and your legs. Yep. Think about a slinky. That's yep. what's happening. It's pulling everything down and pushing everything together. And that's really hard on your body and can eventually injure you. Well, and what what it's mostly doing is it's putting unnecessary force on the cartilage in your joints, mm-hmm. which will lead to arthritis and, and all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying in all of that, and lots of people know that about running now, so they get gym memberships and go run on the treadmill because it's better for, it, it has more bounce and give yes. as a material. They still don't know how to run properly, which I would put myself in that category. Mm-hmm. I ran like four, four miles a day for, um, you know, 18 months or something. Yeah. And not including like football practice and high school and stuff. Um, like I, I, I know that I don't know how to run well and I just, my, my knees and ankles are so jacked now. I just don't run, but <laughs> <laughs> so I hear Kellen say all the time, I hate running. I, do I, hate I will running. not run. I, I, I refuse to run. I refuse to run. Um, so with that, if, the problem with that is, or one of the problems that I see with that is all of that or most of that category of exercise that you do healthily, mm. um, most of it is actually done inside. Mm. We're missing a huge piece of the movement category and what it does for our whole self yeah. by not doing it in the sunlight. Well, not doing it in the sunlight and not actually touching the ground. The ground. Yep. Right. Um, vitamin D, vitamin E, you get from the sun. Yep. Right. Um, valuable things that you need for a a, a healthy mindset. Correct. Uh, healthy skin. Correct. Um, and 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 so you you have this piece, but also um, there is some science debatable. But like mm-hmm. there is some some evidence to 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 show that there are uh, uh, electromagnetic pulses that come from yep. the core of the Earth that you standing on the ground on the dirt feeling the tectonic plates move and things like this and um, and however that works out um, that is balancing to the magnetic forces in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the fire, the electrons and, and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, I don't exactly understand the science behind it, but I understand that there's some sort of transition here that yep. is beneficial for you to be outside on the ground. Yep. Um, this is one of the, this is one of the things that helped push me over into being a panentheist mm-hmm. that God is connected to the earth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so with, with this, when you open yourself up to the category of movement rather than exercise, we now, we now get a world that exists for us um, 
that's more beneficial to our whole self mm. rather than just this one piece of ourself, the body piece of which we may have a really unhealthy image and relationship with anyways. Um, and so for me, like one of the things that I noted as movement in my own life, that's very beneficial for me is playing golf. Most people not put that in the category of exercise. I actually have an argument with our sister regularly about whether or not playing golf is considered exercise. <laughs> and my argument to her is you're literally swinging a club a hundred miles an hour yeah, if or, as, or if as hard good. as you can. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's about 111 miles an hour, 112 miles an hour for my driver. And they progressively go down with the length of the club. The, the people that say that golf is not exercise is the people who've never legitimately played golf. Um, if you've legitimately tried to play golf, you understand mm -hmm. it's not easy. No. And your body will feel it the next day. Correct. Um, even like even pros, you see them like, they, they have these, like, massive cryotherapy, like, things that they get into because, like, their body hurts after they play golf. Yeah. Um, you put a lot of stress on your back and muscles that you don't use in other, mm -hmm. like, in most other, like, areas of life. Yeah. Your hips. So, like, yeah, that's a great example of, like, movement yeah. that historically is not considered exercise. Right. Um, and so I think that would be my urge to people that are doing New Year's resolutions that are related to exercising is number one, asking the question, like, why? What, mm. Like, mm -hmm. what is your motivating factor for this? And is it a healthy motivator? Mm. Because I think for a lot of people, and I actually had this discussion with an eating disorder dietitian um, just the other day, and I made the claim that I think every single person can benefit from exercise no matter what. Um, and she was like, I don't believe that at all. She's like, I definitely think there are seasons of life for people where exercise is not beneficial to them. I, I would agree, yes. And this is when she confronted me and she was like, movement. Yeah. Movement is beneficial to everyone, yeah. but not exercise because most people think about exercise in this kind of isolated category of going to the gym or going for a run. So I, I do kind of want to back up here for a second. In the idea of growth mm -hmm. and resolutions, yep. if, if you're examining your motivation for exercising mm -hmm. and it turns out to not be a healthy one, don't stop there. Don't say like, oh, I have an unhealthy motivator. And then just stop. Figure out why you have this unhealthy motivator. Well, yeah. Therapy. Right. Yeah. Like, what, what's going on inside of you? You feel like you need to do this. And, and maybe it involves therapy. Maybe it doesn't. Right. But um, do some self-reflection in some way to figure out why you feel this way. Yeah. Um, and, and, and maybe instead of exercising. Mm-hmm that's your resolution now. Yeah. 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 Right. That's your point of growth. That's um, yeah. So I, I just kind of wanted to make that distinction. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. 1000%. Um, and then 
also like let's stop talking about this as exercise and let's start talking about this as movement let's let's open let's broaden this category to include going for walks um also like even i don't know horseback riding like playing golf um going for i I think we said going for a walk swimming in a pool um working outside mowing the yard gardening yeah like um yeah being being present outside in some kind of active even if it's mild Mm -hmm. like gardening um but doing something that requires you to move more than you currently are with a healthy end in sight Mm -hmm. something that is advantageous and beneficial to your whole person not just to your body is the way that we should be thinking about new year's resolutions related to exercise Mm -hmm.